1: I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. This week is part two of my Mo Money series, uh, where I have set the intention to teach you more financial literacy in your boutique business, because I found that there are some major issues in the boutique industry around just saving money, making money, understanding money, understanding Financials, um, you know, inventory versus accounting, things like that. And so this is episode number two in this three part series. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go back. That episode, honestly, I should charge for. It is (laughs) so comprehensive and gives you such a great in-depth understanding of why I harp on margins so much, on why I tell you you have too much inventory, and how to start to calculate all that stuff. So this week, we're going to jump into some good inventory metrics to know and to understand and why they're important to be tracking each month and each year in your business. But before we get into that, I'm going to read another lovely review here from Amy at the All Things Lovely shop. She says... Great information. I'm a new boutique owner, online e-commerce for women's fashion. This is exactly what I have been looking for. I just found out about Emily and ordered her book yesterday and have listened to almost all of the podcasts in 24 hours. She's so motivating and relatable and has great content to offer. Highly recommend. Thank you so much, Amy. You know that I'm a big fan of you too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Amy in her review mentions my book, which I should give a shout out here to. My book, which is called The Ultimate Boutique Handbook. It's available right now on Amazon in paperback and as a Kindle. So you could literally download it right now uh, if you have a device that has the Kindle app on it. And that book is wonderful. If you are more of like a visual So maybe you've gotten a lot of great uh, startup tips here from my boutique, but you you need something that's a little bit more laid out and a little bit more explanatory. That's what my book does. It's really the ultimate guide to starting a brick and mortar or a mobile business. I get asked all the time, you know, does this apply also for an online boutique? And of course it does. You know, I definitely don't go through, you know, how to set up your Shopify in my book. But I certainly want you to understand that the fundamentals of retail are always going to be the same. That's why what I teach is applicable to you, A, no matter how you're selling it, so the mode that you're selling it, whether it be mobile, brick and mortar, online, Poshmark, whatever, whatever. And... This information, FYI, is applicable no matter what you're selling. If you're selling crystals, if you're selling clothes, if you're selling pens, if you're selling oils, if you're selling phones, if you're selling notebooks. You guys, retail fundamentals are retail fundamentals. I knew that even though my corporate retail background was mostly in fashion, accessories, um, handbags, Clothing, you know, mostly accessories. I knew I could go work at Staples and sell pens and paper if I wanted to because the fundamentals are the same, guys. You could go and sell TVs at Best Buy. You could sell anything, okay? It's all the same. I think there's a major block in the retail industry around thinking that somehow fashion is so unique. You know, it is. The product's unique, obviously. The kind of style in which we market it is unique. Uh, But listen, retail fundamentals are retail fundamentals. And that's what we're going to keep talking about right now today. We're going to get into some good metrics to understand and know in your business. So last week, we talked like really super basic stuff. We talked about sales. We talked about how to understand how much wholesale you own, how much you have on order. And that's the stuff, guys, you're going to want to track that every single week, okay? Every single month, like at minimum every month. And this week I want you to understand that there's some inventory metrics that are important to know. Now, when I say inventory, there's an asterisk with this, okay? I get a lot of people asking questions about how to track their expenses and their sales and inventory like okay, First of all, I'm going to get into this deeper next week with reporting. Where that's going to be part three of this series It's talking about what reports you need to understand, be pulling and reading. But let me just be really clear before we jump in here. There's two different areas that you wanna look at, numbers and metrics, all this math stuff, okay, that a lot of times can be overwhelming. There's two different very distinct areas that you need to start looking at. So one is inventory. So there's a lot of what we talked about last week, what we're gonna talk about this week is gonna be inventory-based metrics, financials. That's one set of this, okay? The other set is accounting all right? Accounting is when we're actually going to look at the business, the health of the business overall, the entire total company. Okay. When we look at inventory, yes, we're looking at the total business, but we're only really looking at the cost of goods sold, uh, sales. It's very inventory based. This is the best way I can describe it, honestly. Um, I, again, asterisk, I am not a financial advisor. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not here to uh, you know tell you how to do your taxes or anything like that. But, you know, There are two big buckets you need to understand when you're running a retail business. That second bucket, that accounting, I'll call it an accounting bucket, That's where you're calculating your total sales. That's where you're putting your expenses in, like your rent or utilities or events costs or money you spent to buy that tent for that pop-up that you did or your tickets, your tags, employees. Okay, all of that is actually gonna go in what's called a profit and loss statement and that is accounting, okay? It's different than inventory management, inventory tracking. Now, inventory management and tracking is a part of your accounting financials, okay? It's a part of it. But when you guys are asking me, hey, what app do I use to like look at my expenses and (laughs) how much money I made versus the expenses... That's going to be QuickBooks. That's going to be an Excel spreadsheet with your uh, all your numbers on it that pull, you know, this is why I say have a business bank account. That business bank account is going to feed into a QuickBooks account, and that QuickBooks account, once you organize and sort things, is going to pump you out uh, reports that help you look at the total health of your total business, okay? Shopify or an inventory tracking system on an Excel sheet, or Shopventory, or whatever you guys are using, you know I'm a Shop Shopify girl. Uh, that's where you're gonna track inventory. Simply, your cost of goods sold, how much you sold it for, how many units you own, how many units you've sold, all of that, okay? So I just wanna be very clear from the start because I know that there's a lot, a lot of confusion. If you're still confused, you're still new at this, you've read my book, you're kind of following along here. The next step for you, honestly, is to take Boutique Basics Bootcamp, my introductory course uh, that's going to walk you through all this. I, I just redid the entire uh, inventory management financial section of that course when I ran it last, a couple months ago, um, and it's basically uh, like a mini accounting book about how to understand all this because what I realized is there's a massive lack of you know financial and accounting literacy here. Uh, with how we're running our business. So, you know, I get on the phone with people and I'm like, well, what's, you know, uh, how's your P&L look? They're like, what's a P&L, Emily? I'm like, oh no. And if that's you, that's okay. We're going to talk about those reports next week. This week, we're going to talk about just that inventory per- per- like portion of this, okay? The, the sort of before we get into the accounting, let's talk about some inventory metrics that you need to understand and why you need to understand them, Okay. Last week, we talked about stock to sales. If you still don't understand that, please go back, re listen to that episode. You've got to understand your stock to sales ratio. This is why you guys have too much inventory (laughs) because you have so much stock, you're not selling enough of it. Okay. That's a metric that's going to tell you that. I can do that just by knowing, you know, you give me a few numbers, I know it's like, oh, you're not selling enough. Most of you guys need to go out there and sell way more. Okay, sell more to buy more, sell more to buy more. I'm gonna get that tattooed someday. Sell more to buy more. So let's talk to sales, okay? The next thing that is really important to start understanding is your average retail price, okay? Now, your average retail price is going to be different based on the department or the category or collection, whatever you're calling it. And it's going to be different based on uh, what kind of boutique you have. So a lot of you guys out there uh, probably are running a little bit lower. You're probably running in the $35 range. Most of your stuff is going out the door at $35, $38, $40, okay? What you need to understand is that in the boutique industry, The average retail out the door is between $45 and $55. So that's the ticket price, the retail price of what people are paying for your goods. Okay, you're gonna wanna look at this probably at least once a year. Okay, I've been looking at this with my clients the woman in my mastermind, seeing kind of where they're running. Uh, We actually like discovered a really cool thing with one of my clients where we noticed that actually she was selling higher price items online (laughs) than she was in the store. So people were like buying these higher ticket items online. And in her store, they were, you know, going for the lower price or the assortment was bigger. You know, there there are certain clues where we can tell what's kind of going on. But um, it's really good to look at and see, you know, out of all, my tops. So, so looking at this by department, you know, what's the average retail price of my top department? Is it $32? Is it $35? Is it $55? Where's that lying? And then where also, so looking at it by department, so tops, bottoms, accessories, you know, you could go a little bit deeper into that. Even let's say tops, you had sweaters, uh, t-shirts and, you know, Cardigans would go with sweaters, but let's say sweaters and (laughs) T-shirts. Sweaters and T-shirts, you know, T-shirts might end up being a little bit lower. Sweaters might be a little bit higher. So your average ends out at that $45 mark. Cool. I love that. You also want to look at this as a total company. Again, for any kind of boutique owner, you really want to be around that $45 mark. That's where boutiques are, guys. And so if you're still selling sweaters for $32, like, it's going to be hard pressed for you to make good money, okay? Remember, as we always talk about, it's like you can charge less and sell a lot of units, or you can charge a good price and sell a good amount of units <laughs> because the lower your prices, the more volume you have to get through. And most of you guys that are listening just aren't doing the volume you need to be doing to charge those $30, $35 price points. Okay. You really need to be in that $40, $45, $50 price range. Okay. And some of you even can go higher on jackets or sweaters or even some jeans, things like that. So you wanna to start to look at what your, uh, even what your total company looks like. So I always say it's, you know, I want you to land between 45 and $55 for your average price. Now, I actually kinda of missed how do we get to this average price? So let me tell you. What you're gonna to wanna to do is, to find this average retail price, you are going to divide how many units you sold by how many dollars you sold of it, okay? So if you sold uh, $10 worth of inventory and you sold, that was five units, then it would be $2 would be your average retail, okay? That's very simple, obviously. You're gonna have much more complicated (laughs) situations, but it's really just the number of total sales divided by the total units. So most of you guys could probably do this at a total company level, where you say, okay, in 2018, how much money did I make in sales, and how many units did I sell? That's gonna give you your average retail price, okay? Now if you're higher than $45, $55, yeah girl, get it. You're probably selling higher price items, I love that. Um, This is where we're we're gonna keep moving into more metrics. But what I want you to know too is that year over year, it is generally expected for that average retail price to either stay steady or go up. So if you've been in business many, many years and your average retail price is actually going down, that's a metric to be worried about. Okay. We would like to say that, you know, if it goes up by a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, that's really good. I actually in my own boutique, uh, the first year to the second year, I actually went up about $6 on my average retail. Honestly, it was like I started to get braver. I started to bring in more high priced items. I had a full year under my belt. I was really comfortable with like kind of what people were buying. And um, people were actually like even buying more from me. So uh, I knew that I could charge a little bit more. I knew I could make a little bit more money. So you do want that average retail price to go up either a little bit or a lot, depending on where your business is going. But even if it goes up a dollar year over year, that's really, really good because (laughs) that takes a lot of units and a lot of money being made to even move the needle there. Okay, so that's your average retail price. Now, second moving into this is your average margin. Okay, your average margin. So I talk a lot and I talked about this last week about that 65 to 70% initial margin. Okay, so there's there's kind of like two margins here. There's always like an asterisk to my stories because... Honestly, it's very hard for me to teach this stuff in a generic kind of way as I do podcasts or Facebook lives, things like that. When you work with me one-on-one, when you work with me in a program, you know you get way more in-depth information and I'll actually take your numbers and we'll actually look at examples of you what you're doing and, you know, calc kind of your own situation. But, you know, as I'm just trying to give you here, my podcast listener, information, I need to make it really easy to to kind of swallow, right? But let me give you the asterisk here on the margin situation, okay? There's two margins that we're always looking at. We're looking at our initial margin and we're looking at what's called our maintained margin, okay? Our initial margin is like I always talk about, where you bring something into your store, you mark it up at least three times If you can go higher, please do. (laughs) Market it up at least three times. And that is your initial margin. That is the initial price at which you are charging. Okay. Now your maintain margin, that's a little bit trickier. And to be honest with you, until recently uh, when Shopify added their cost of goods into their, their basic, you know, systems, it's a little bit harder to calculate that maintain margin. But essentially what the maintain margin is, is the margin at which it sells at. That that inventory, so where your maintain margin might be very different from your initial margin is if you had to mark down an item because it didn't do well. If you ran some big sales, uh, you know anything that's going to kind of discount the price, right? Markdowns, discounts, sales, things like that. That's where your maintain margin could kind of take a plummet. And this is where there's kind of a big disconnect because people will say to me, well, I'm using your margin formula, but I don't know. I'm just not making money what I realize is they're running a lot of sales. (laughs) They're having to mark stuff down because they're buying bad product that's not working. Um, Or they're giving a lot of discounts. I find that like there's a lot of women out there who are like, you know, their friend will be like, hey, can you give me a discount? And they're like, yeah. And then like, boom, they're giving away all these discounts. So understand that your average margin is kind of, More like the maintain margin, (laughs) Um, because it is after things have sold. You've run that Black Friday sale, things like that. You know, when I look at my one-on-one clients' numbers, uh, I always kind of notice what's going on because, you know, I ask. I'm not in their business every day, right? So I'm looking at numbers, basically being a detective and saying, like, "Hey, what happened here? Seems like." seems like uh, that margin went down a lot. Do you have to run a lot of sales? And they'll say, oh, God, I brought in this terrible pair of shoes or something. You know, th- there's always a story behind it. And and that's, you know, I'm kind of like a little retail detective. Um, but, you know, the closer that your initial margin can stay to that maintained margin, the better. Okay. That's where we get that average margin number. Sort of like the average is going to be, you know, between, somewhere between the initial and the maintained, because theoretically, right, when we're actually practically using this information, what happens is you bring things in at, you know, the 65% margin, let's say. And let's say you sell... 70% of your stock at that 65% margin. Well, you know, you sell 30% of your stock that maybe you mark down and it sells at 55% margin. So maybe your, you know, your average maintained, we'll call it average slash maintained margin is kind of the same thing, uh, ends up being closer to like a 61 you know, or 62, somewhere like that. So this is where I can really see where people have done a lot of sales and markdowns, okay? But that's something to keep an eye on, okay? I want you to just be really aware that um, when I do talk about this margin, 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 it's always generally that initial margin. You're gonna screw yourself over (laughs) if you do my initial margin and then go mark things down 70% or 60%, whatever, okay? The, the ending margin is just as important as the, the beginning margin. And why I advocate so strongly for a high beginning margin, that 3X, that 65%, you know, it's the same thing. We're just using different terms for it. The reason I advocate for that is because it gives you some room to mark down. It gives you some breathing room. You really, the goal for your maintain margin to be truly profitable with your inventory, okay, and we'll talk about the difference between inventory profitable and business profitable because, again, that's that separation between inventory and accounting, you've got to come in around a 55%, around a 55%, okay? this is, We're talking boutiques. This is, this is where you need to be. Okay. So, uh, figure out how to figure that out in your business. (laughs) If you're in a lot of my courses, I give you some Excel spreadsheets. If you're using Shopify or, or some kind of, uh, system that you can enter your wholesale and your retail costs in, it should be able to spit this, this stuff out for you. Okay. So hopefully that all makes sense. All right. The last piece of this, like, Good metrics to know in your boutique business. These are the metrics again I'm looking at for 2018. It's it's January 2019 right now. I'm looking at a lot of this stuff with the people in my mastermind. Uh, which, if you're interested, we do have spots still available uh, for my high level mastermind. That's for you if you're doing around 20, 30, 40 thousand dollars a month and you're looking to make. 60, 80, 100 a month, I'm going for that million, $2 million a year. Uh, This is the stuff I'm looking at with a lot of them is uh, this this last thing is the percent to total department. So how big are each department's checking into the total company? So a lot of times what I find, and this is where, so this is easy to figure out. So what you're going to do to find your percent to the total is you're going to say, okay, uh, we sold... $10 of bottoms last year and we made $100 total company. So it's 10%. So bottoms are 10% of my total sales for the year. Okay. Again, I'm using very small numbers just so we can understand here. We're using uh, sales. You can look at this as numbers or units. Sorry, dollars or units. I like to look at dollars. More fun. Um, (laughs) That's just a little bit better. I like to look at things in dollars as much as I can. Okay. Because it just gives a truer percentage of uh, the total. So here's the deal is a lot of times what I find is there's a, a big time leader. You know, There's something that's like 20% of your sales and then everything else is falling at 13 and 10, 9, 8, 7, right? So that 20% department, let's say it's top's whoa, that's a huge percentage. We need to really dig into tops, see what's working, see what's not, and really refine that little piece of the business. Okay. So we're always doing as merchants of our business, we're always maximizing what works, minimizing what doesn't. So in this case, what we're talking about is maximizing what's working. So digging deeper down into tops and seeing what's working, what's not you know, how can we really refine it? Can we raise the prices on some things? Can we buy deeper? You know, did we, was there a missed opportunity because this style sold out too fast? How can we get back into that? You know, we're always having these conversations with things that are really working, okay? Now, on the other hand, I've worked with a lot of women who bring in categories that just don't work. <laughs> They're like, of the business, 2% of the business. And listen, there's going to be cases where it's like, you know what? That lip gloss we sell, it's only 1% of the business, but I have a brick and mortar. I really need that in the front of the store. It's a super low price item and it it works. Okay. There's going to be cases like that. There's also going to be cases where you're just buying junk (laughs) and it is eating up dollars that can be put towards that good item, that good department. So if you go through and you have a bunch of categories that are 4%, 3%, 2% of the business, maybe even 5%, I don't know, that's where you really wanna look at it and think like, is this worth it? You know, Because honestly, that money that you're spending to buy that inventory to maintain that presentation or whatever, you know that could be money well spent on something that's doing really well. You know, you've always got to be thinking about what is taking away from what's working and how can I add back in to what is working so that I can maximize it? Again, like a lot of you guys, especially I find this happens a lot in brick and mortar stores, is you guys like buy a lot of just stuff. <laughs> You're like, well, I gotta fill the space, you know? And it's like, you really don't. <laughs> you really, really don't. I'd rather you have to go to Home Goods and like buy a cute tchotchke for that area, you know what I mean? <laughs> for $15, rather than to continue to, you know, invest in some inventory that's just gonna sit there that doesn't sell, that's a very small percentage of. The business, you know, and it's often things like hair ties, toe rings. Uh, I don't know, like ditzy things. Now there could be a situation where you're like, okay, this is a small percentage percentage of the business, but it's because it's very seasonal. So something like sunglasses, okay? Sunglasses were a very big seller for me when I had my boutique. Sold tons of them. Great, eighty percent margin, crushing it. Okay, I moved through a ton of units they weren't a big percentage of my business because they only sold them about three months out of the year, okay? So that's where you have to do a little double check, okay? We're always sort of double checking ourselves because there could be something that's a smaller percentage of the business, but it's seasonal or uh, generally that's how it happens. It's either seasonal or it's kind of like, let's get out of it. That's taking away money from, from where we really need money, Okay, so looking at your percent to total sales by department. Sometimes we can even look at this by style if you're really small. Um, I think most people, you know, we're looking at it by department, category, collection, whatever. Those all those things kind of mean the same thing, but it's you know, bottoms, tops, dresses, jewelry, jackets. Slash outerwear, something like that. Um, So, looking at those percentage totals, it's just another clue. You know, all this stuff I'm teaching you guys is it's really just understanding and, and understanding how to be a detective and looking for the clues in your business to what could work better or what could be more refined, right? Most of you guys are rocking, you're rolling, you're doing things. And what you don't realize is that there's a lot of clues in your numbers, there's a lot of data in your numbers that um, it can really guide you to make better decisions, you know? When I work with clients, like there's been many times, I've been in market with a client and I've said to her like, "Why are you going to buy that?" you know? <laughs> that doesn't doesn't match the data that we have for your business. And she'll say to me, well, you know what, it doesn't, but I've seen this starting to work and this kind of is along that line, you know, or it'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's not buy it. You know, we need to start making decisions based on numbers, not based on our emotions, not based on what we think we should do or what that boutique's doing or what, what we think works or what we didn't work. Your big decisions have to be based on the data that your business is giving you. And a lot of you aren't even looking at the data. A lot of you don't even know how to read the data. And that is why I'm doing this series. Okay. So please listen to the episode before this, listen to this episode a few times, start digging into your numbers. I guarantee you, if you start to implement this stuff, 2019 is going to look completely different than last year. Okay. Because we're going to start to make number, we're going to start to make decisions based on the numbers, not based on our emotions. So again, uh, the, today we looked at the average retail price, we looked at your average margin, and we looked at your percent of a category to the total company, so a percent of department to the total company, and we're looking for clues in all of these things to where we can improve. Because listen, what you need to understand is, is even a 0.1% improvement in some of these areas, or a dollar on your average retail, that could be equal thousands of dollars in the long run, you guys, okay? Little tiny tweaks can make a massive difference in your bottom line. And next week, we're gonna talk about that bottom line. We're gonna talk about what reports you need to understand in this inventory versus accounting, where you might need help to pull this information, why you need it and why it's important. Because as always, I want to be teaching you what you need to know, why it's important, and how to use it to improve your business. So thanks for joining me. I will see you next week. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money.
0: Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget... Head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.